Hello everyone. Welcome to a Halloween edition of The Throne Room with Beth Jirasi. Well, I'm going to record this on Anchor. I'm just going to record this on Anchor because um, the uh, Backpack Studio's been having a slight bug and I need to update it when the update comes around. Um, I've got some announcements I want to make first. Um, since this is Halloween, I'm going to tell you a little ghost story. So we're going to, we're going to explore the haunted realm of St. Augustine, Florida. One of my favorite cities that I have ever seen. And it's, it's old, it's ancient, and it's full of ghosts. So if any of you wants to go on a little ghost walk... Feel free to ask about St. Augustine, Florida. You can look at the internet archives and things. But I'm going to tell you one of the ghost stories that I've been told. Otherwise, we have a meat and potatoes session. But it's going to be about voting. And we did vote. We did vote as Americans are supposed to vote. So, yeah. We're really happy about the fact that we voted. We're also extremely happy that we uh, got everything done that we needed to get done. Um, We're getting ready to get married eventually. We're actually having a wedding as in a commitment ceremony at our house. And we have a great celebrant who's willing to not only... She goes out of her way to make sure we vote... And this is sponsored by Headcount, which, for the for the most part, Headcount is a bipartisan organization. But it's also, um, well, for all of it, it's a bipartisan org. It's also a <sighs> voting org that wants you to get out and vote, check your voter registration, and all that kind of stuff. So... Thank you all very much for voting this election day. If you've done so, congratulations. If you haven't done so, get your vote in. Yeah. Who has seen the ghost of John walking around with no skin on? Wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? Happy Halloween, everybody. And welcome to the ghost story portion of the throne room with Beth Rossi. I'm going to put a voting announcement up here later, but don't worry about it. Let's just go on with what we're doing. I want to talk to you guys about St. Augustine. Florida, which is one of the most haunted places you can visit. If you're interested in the paranormal ghosts and all that stuff, you are definitely in for a treat. When you see St. Augustine, holy smokes, it's it's haunted. There are a lot of places in St. Augustine you can go that are haunted. And people take carriage rides all over St. Augustine, too. It's really cool. Um, There are shops and little little souvenir places you can go to 
And yes, there are ghosts. I'm about to tell you about one such ghost. Now, back in the ancient times in Florida, it was not uncommon for a teenage girl to get pregnant and give birth. Not very uncommon, and she would marry. She would marry at around age 12 or 13 years old. That was the common practice back in the day. Anyway, Elizabeth McAllister was the daughter of rich parents. I think they married her off to a good guy or whatever. The guy must have died somewhere along the way, but the stories about Elizabeth. Elizabeth was 14 years old when she gave birth to her baby son. Then she died. Now, you would have thought the death of Elizabeth McAllister would be a restful one. She was at first laid to rest in her white dress, a white dress that her parents wanted to bury her in. I'm not sure exactly if it was her wedding dress or whatever, but it was a white dress. One thing that struck me about this was the dress, it it looked like a wedding dress for sure. Now, when the parents buried Elizabeth, someone got jealous and stole her white dress. Elizabeth's dress was stolen and she was left with a white cotton petticoat to be buried in. Imagine. And the guy that did the ghost walk tour we did in St. Augustine years ago said to us, if you're going into St. Augustine, you might see Elizabeth walking to the maid's house to check on her boy. If she wasn't married, I could be wrong. But it wasn't uncommon for young girls to get pregnant back in the day. Still isn't very uncommon either, but but what's really weird about this story is that Elizabeth is now looking for her white dress. She is not resting in the world of the undead because she's looking for that white dress. So girls, I'm talking to you you who identify as female and those of you who wear white dresses, if you're going to go to St. Augustine, don't go wearing a white dress. Don't go wearing a white dress into the gates of St. Augustine because you might encounter Elizabeth and she'll strip you naked. You don't want to do that. But that's one of my favorite stories. Now, Elizabeth's son has another story. Elizabeth's son was living in the maid's house for a couple years and his ghost his ghost was seen oh god in the home of a woman she had owned the maid's house and we were sitting there in the maid's house the guy was playing the harmonica we were just kind of sitting there and I was thinking to myself wait a minute a ghost a ghost was seen in this house. Seriously, I couldn't see worth crap and there's ghosts in the house. Now, I would like to put cassette players 
in places like that. If there was a cassette player, we could collect audio and stuff from the spirits. I think the ghost hunters have done that quite a bit. But anyway, Elizabeth McAllister's little boy was taken to the maid's house. I'm guessing he was either a child of a marriage or a child of an illegitimate affair. I'm not sure exactly what Elizabeth's story was, but her son was only about two or three years old when he died. He died without his mother. And the maids didn't exactly take care of him very good. So, I don't know what his ghost wants, but if Elizabeth wants the white dress, what does her son want? I think he wants to be back with his mom. I think that's what he wants. But you see him sometimes, you know, in the house. It's kind of weird, but... But you can see Elizabeth haunting the streets of St. Augustine looking for her white dress. Now, those stories are proof that St. Augustine is somewhere among the hauntingest places you'll ever find. Most haunted places. So, while you're shopping for candy and other goods at St. Augustine, take a moment to remember the spirits of the undead. Or the spirits of the dead who are not exactly resting in their places this Halloween. Thank you very much, everyone. Well, everyone, by the time you hear this, it's either sometime before or sometime after Halloween. So I want to wish all my listeners a happy Halloween. Not only that, we are going to be getting ready for something big coming up next Saturday. So I might not be able to do my podcast because I got to get a last minute touches on everything I need to do. Um, we voted. Trenton and I actually went and voted in person at the Barnum Recreational Center in Denver. And we want to give a shout out and a thank you to those who helped us out. They were very nice. We we didn't have any intimidation. We didn't have any weird people. And we were lucky. But we want to just put out a couple of little highlights about our experiences voting. Um, There were too many damn judges on the ballot this year. There was like 40-some freaking contests. And there were like 40-something contests that we had to vote in. Not just the president. Not just the, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we voted in like 40... What was it? 46 different contests. Trenton, we voted in like 46 different contests. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And took over 15 minutes. Oh my god, yes, it did. <clears throat> and I want to say I am very sorry to all of you listeners for not having posted an episode in a couple of weeks. I had a really nasty cold. No, we're not saying whether it's COVID or not. It's probably not COVID to begin with because it was a really nasty cold. 
and I wouldn't have been able to get tested anyway. And I'm, it, it, it's, we both got over it. We both got over whatever the hell this was. Um, but th there were a couple of highlights. Um, there's a ballot question 2J, which has to do with pit bulls. I don't understand. What is up with the mayor saying, oh, well, we can't have pit bulls in Denver? Well, I've got something to say about that. Not all pit bulls are bad. Personally, I'd rather get a female pit if I was able to get one, and I would rather sign and get a permit for it and all that kind of stuff. I'd get a permit for her, and I'd microchip her and all that kind of stuff. But I'd rather get a female dog, if any breed, really, because I'm not really a big fan of male dogs. Because they lift their legs on all kinds of pieces of furniture, and you don't really want that, do you? <laughs> but question 2J... <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Que ballot question 2J is about the pit bulls. And then they also have 115 and 113. There's a bunch of them that have to do with gambling, but the other one was about abortion, 115. But I kind of, I'm not going to say whether you should vote for or against that one. But keep in mind what a woman's choices would be limited to if you voted for it. If you vote for this thing, abortion ban would go into effect like 22 weeks and unless a woman's life was threatened. But there are no exceptions for rape and incest. And that can get pretty complicated because sometimes, you know how when a woman gets raped, especially by a sadistic seedy guy, whether it's a minor... Um, <coughs> Yeah, a minor raped by an older relative, that can be a problem because what if the child doesn't want to see the relative and what if the child comes looking for their mother if it's, you know, adopted out? And my thing about this whole 115 and abortion bans in general is we can't have abortion bans until we figure... And I actually want to thank... Nijot Worley for coming up with this little thoughtful post he wrote on Facebook. Well, I don't think it was his necessarily, but it came from somewhere. And people always, they post these really thoughtful things, but I think that Nijot's was probably the most thoughtful. If you want to ban abortion, you want to be pro-life, you're really pro-birth. And birth is painful. For a lot of women, it's very painful. Childbirth is supposed to be like the worst pain you could possibly get. And we're talking, and I'm not just talking people who are identify as women. I'm talking men sometimes who have pregnancies because they are obviously trans or whatever. So anyone with a uterus should know that ch childbirth is painful. Very painful. Um, and sometimes, though, it can threaten somebody's life. There are a lot of childbirth deaths in the United States. More childbirth deaths in the U.S. than any other developed nation. But we should not be on the road to becoming like Ethiopia, where we have more childbirth deaths. 
And in Ethiopia, they don't have very good midwifery colleges, as far as I know. I've not seen one in Ethiopia. But I do see a lot of progress regarding fistulas and other women's issues. Like, they have the fistula hospital. Yeah, and then they've got surgeons who, obviously, they're women and they help other women, and that's great. But we need more than that. We need to have midwifery colleges... We need to have more midwifery colleges than in just Addis Ababa, and that's just Ethiopia. But in the United States, we also need to have um, more advanced midwifery. And, you know, for every woman, we need to have pregnancy and maternity not be so expensive. That's another reason why I think that we need to make sure that you know, women should have choices and make choices about their bodies. Right now, we do not have the biotech to afford babies in electric wombs. So, the only other choice we have is to, unfortunately, kill off the fetus. And that's a sad thing. I know some of you might think, well, abor abortion is murder, blah, blah, blah. Well, tell me that when you have a lot more kids... Millions more babies competing for scarce resources on this planet that has only so much to go around. And if we exhaust the resources we have here on this planet, we're going to have a problem. And the other thing is we're not paying our farmers very well. Farmers are very important. I want to give a shout out to farmers everywhere. Um, farmers are the reason why we have food. And gardeners and farmers are the reason why we eat. And if we have so many people per square inch on this planet, we're not going to have enough to eat. And everybody's going to starve and the whole damn human race is going to die. You get what I'm saying? Anyway, listeners, um, I want to thank all of you for listening to this little bit and whatever. The other thing about I wanted to say something about the voting, the highlights about voting, I want to get back to that and just just say that I really enjoyed voting in person. The kiosk was wonderful. Excuse me, wonderful. Sorry, I had to burp. And then we get back to this apartment, and what do you know? The water got turned off. Then we got an announcement over the stupid freaking intercom that said. Oh, the water will be off for six long hours. Can I put this building and Denver water in the doghouse? Seriously? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't even, I can't even get further than that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, we're also going to announce that T-Vision will be out very soon in November. We want I would like to give T-Vision time to mature, but this is actually a cord cutting service from T-Mobile. And I want to give a shout out to our friends at T-Mobile. Thank you very much for treating us well and giving us the phones and the means to do the things we do. Trenton and I are very grateful to T-Mobile and T-Vision. 
will support secondary audio programming, video and audio, or audio video description. It's actually going to be called audio description. But it's audio description for video content. That's basically what it's all going to be. And FCC is now saying you got to have like 100 markets or more of audio description, thanks to the audio description project for all of that. And honestly, there's, there's a lot to say about the tech and tech bits and everything like that. Um, and since the water is off for six long hours, I don't know what we're going to do for six long hours. Like, I drank a cream soda. Each of us got a cream soda and we're just doing fine. But I need kegels. Seriously, guys. I'm just feeling like, oh my god. Like, really? Kegels? Um, back to remote learning school for everybody in Denver Public Schools. Uh, because of the rise in COVID-19 cases, the COVID numbers are not doing what they're supposed to. I want to remind everybody to please mask up. When Trenton and I went voting in person, we wore our masks. We did what we had to do, <clears throat> and we wore our masks. We could not necessarily keep our distance from people. But they were very kind and they were very cool and they, they sat us down at the kiosks. There were enough kiosks to go around, which was great, and all the kiosks were accessible. I want to say it was cool because, like, the buttons were labeled up and down, were labeled in Braille. Everything was labeled in Braille. And the tutorial was very straightforward and easy to understand. And thanks to the folks at the Barnum Recreational Center. Thank you so much for helping us out again. But even more so, we want to thank Ken and Julie Andrus from the Jefferson Unitarian Church. Um, we want to thank Ken and Julie from the, uh, yeah, the church uh, Jefferson in Golden. It's the Unitarian Church. And... I also want to thank Jenny, my celebrant, for the wedding coming up next Saturday. It's actually a commitment ceremony, but we're going to have Jenny come in and perform a ceremony for us and light a candle for us, and it'll be nice. We're going to try, we need to rehearse the entire script. Hopefully it's not going to be a big deal, but we're going to be fine. But there might not be another, there might not be a podcast episode next week. Because of the um, because of the ceremony coming up on Saturday, and our our essential caregiver will be here to help us with the camera aiming and all that stuff. I'm gonna set live video up, and I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm gonna have the live video. I'm going to have two different live videos. One will be the rehearsal, which y'all can watch and give feedback and send comments and everything like that if you've been invited. And the other one will be the actual ceremony itself. And I'm going to make a couple announcements after Jenny does her final thoughts. That'll be it. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, thanks to all of you for listening and... I hope to see you guys later. 
I'm not going to be able to... I was going to interview my good friend Rod, but Backpacks doesn't seem to have its little guest feature in line yet. I don't know when the heck it's coming out. But I want to thank all of you for being understanding, but Rod's project, I'm going to have him talk about it sometime next year. But it will probably end up having to come out in 2021 due to you know what. So all of you, just be careful. I'm going to try and do um, a history thing about Thanksgiving. And I need to get some kind of Thanksgiving loop to background and everything like that. And it'll be fun. You all just have a wonderful day. And yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to the future.